Welcome to the BJC Show Experience. Keeping it real for you guys with your host, Bailey. Welcome back, podcasters. I honestly can't believe how long it's been already. I haven't done a podcast since like June 27th, I think it was, so like 43 days. Time has flown. But the main reason for that was just because I was starting a new job and I didn't want to half-ass a podcast. I wanted to pick a topic, get a good focus, and then jump back in, ready, ready to continue on with this journey. So here we go. Today, I wanted to talk about an article I read the other day, and it was called Eight Surprising Ways to Make Your First Million. I've heard a lot that making your first million is always the hardest the hardest thing to do, and then once you get to the million, then it's easier to make money work for you rather than working for your money. So that's why I wanted to do a little bit of research into that today and, uh, and report back to you guys. So here we go. Number one, stop obsessing about money. I really like this one. So a famous quote from Tony Robbins was actually, um, if you walk into a room and look for everything that's red, yeah, find as many red things as you can and then come back to me and I say, how many blue, blue teacups were there? And you're going to have no idea because you weren't focusing on finding things that were blue. You were focusing on things that were red. And in terms of stopping obsessing about money, to stop obsessing about money, um, if you focus too hard on one thing, then everything else becomes irrelevant. And if you're, if you're focusing too hard on money, then you're not focusing on ways to make money. All you're focusing is on money itself. And when this happens, you tend to spend a lot more money. I don't know what reason for, for, for you know, an unexplainable reason, but you, you tend to spend a lot more money and you become more frustrated and become more anxious and you become more depressed because you're focusing so hard and then you beat yourself up being like, you know, oh, I just need to save. But then something will come up and you need to spend money or like you really want something and you need to spend money. So if you sort of remove your focus away from spending money or like obsessing about this money being like, I need money, I need this, I need this, um, you actually seemingly save more money. So the way I do it personally is I have money in my account, but I don't like to know exactly how much is in there. And so I'm not obsessing about it because I don't know the number, but I know there is an amount in there. And so it sort of represents a feeling that I have within me, if if that makes sense. So it's like, like an emotional connection to money, knowing that, you know, I want to save, but I'm not obsessing about trying to save and recording down every single number when money goes in or money goes out to watch every single transaction. And so it sort of helps me save more. And so that's my technique. But I really, yeah, I connect to that and I understand uh, number one. So stop obsessing about money. Number two, start tracking how many people you help, even in small ways. So successful people are both financially uh, and in other ways helpful. 
Know other people's success as well as their own is based on the success of others around them. So to become successful, you've got to be able to invest time in other people. You've got to be able to expect and have a ROI on people as well as on money because you can't make all this money on your own. Once people start becoming more successful, they're having people, you know, within their center circle, within their little circle, you know, people that they trust with everything, you know, with their secrets, with their money, with their, you know, account details for say. No one's actually going to give away their account details, but depending how big you are or how big you are wanting to become, you can't take that journey on alone. As you become bigger and as you grow, you've got to be bringing people on with you and taking them up. You've got to have your complete and utter trust invested in these people, knowing that they're doing you well as as well as you're doing them well. And so you're growing yourselves and you're and you're becoming bigger. And so that's sort of what that point represents in just in just helping people to help you. Having their interest in mind as well as them them having yours. And sometimes there will be, you know, uh, conflict and there will be, you know, disagreements, but it's it's about growing as a whole, you know, individual people coming together and growing as a whole. Um, number three, stop thinking of making a million dollars and start thinking of serving a million people. So I like this one, actually. Um, I saw a picture, a, um, a post on Instagram, and it says, if you sell a product to make a million dollars, this is how you do it. And it says, you need to sell a $200 product to 5,000 people to make a million dollars or you need to sell a $500 product to 2,000 people to make a million dollars. A 1,000 product to 1,000 people, a 2,000 product to 500 people, a $3,333 product to 300 people, a $5,000 product to 200 people, a $10,000 product to 100 people, a $20,000 product to 50 people, a $40,000 product to 25 people, or a $200,000 product to five people. So what this is pretty much saying in terms of number three, stop thinking of making a million dollars and start thinking of serving a million people. It's to stop thinking about trying to make as much money as you can from you know a limited number of people. It's about trying to help as many people as you can, provide them with a service or a product that's going to benefit their lives. But you're not trying to focus on a small demographic, you're trying to be like, all right, how am I going to help everybody? Or like, how am I going to help this massive group chunk of people? So if you think of Apple, they've got several different products within, you know, laptops, iPods, iPhones, they've got iPads, and they're not just targeting one type of person, they're targeting everyone. It's about questioning the status quo. It's about, you know, a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle choice. It's not just, you know, a mobile phone or it's not just a, a, a home computer, you know, you're purchasing a lifestyle. And so they can target a major group of people. Obviously, they're a massive company, a massive corporation, but they did start off small. Every big business started off small or in a garage or in their home shed. And so <clears throat> their idea was to hit as many people as they can selling a product. And so that's how they started their growth. And so that's how that relates to point three. 
Point four, see making money as a way to make more things. So instead of being like, you know, your goal is to reach this amount of money, it's like what they always say is money can't buy you happiness, but money can help give you the lifestyle that will make you happy. So they said, if you're sad, money will just make you sadder. If you're already happy without money, money will help you become happier. So if you're, if you find happiness in skydiving, in bungee jumping, in going in really fast sports cars, in scuba diving, like adrenaline junkie sort of activities, then if you then are handed, you know, a big sum of money, then you're going to continue to be able to do what you want to do. But if you sit at home and you're really sad and you're listening to sad music and, you know, you're just not happy, if I give you money, you're not going to be happy because you're trying to find happiness in things that aren't, aren't there. And if you're trying to find happiness in money, you're never going to find it. Money can't make people happy. It's like it's, it's an object. It's like when you ask kids, you know, what makes you happy? Some will like start saying, you know, oh, my PlayStation or, you know, my Xbox or my home computer. But it's not the actual object itself that's making them happy. It's the things they can do on that, that specific console. Or if they say, you know, a soccer ball makes me happy. The idea of a soccer ball sitting, you know, on your shelf or in the garage, that's not why it makes you happy. It makes you happy because you can take that soccer ball, go out and play with it. So it's the activity that you can do with the object that makes you happy. And so in terms of money, money sitting in your account is not going to make you happy. But being able to use that money to do things that make you happy, that's what. That's where you'll find happiness. And so that's the idea of, of um, number four. See, make money as a way to make more things. Number five, do one thing better. So it's talking about refining your skills. So sit down, write out a list of things that you think you're good at, that you're better than the average person at, and then pick the best one. And then spend day in and day out making yourself as like the best you possibly can be at that one skill. So the idea of this is to perfect that skill and use that skill to benefit yourself, to make money, to, to make your first million off that single skill. Number six, make a list of the world's 10 best people at that one skill. Use the criteria to track your progress towards becoming the best you can be at that skill. So, you know, some people find it really difficult at goal setting and finding ways to, to better themselves at certain things. So if you go back to step five, if you set out all the things you feel like you're good at, perfect the best one, continue working on it day in, day out, day in, day out, day in, day out, perfect it, make, make yourself as good as you possibly can be at that one skill, making sure you're better than everyone else you know. And you go in and you pick the top 10 mentors in the world and then study them and actually look into how they became so good and look at the different steps they took to be the best they possibly could be and use the same structure to challenge yourself, to set goals and to perfect yourself, to be the best, to work your way up to where they are. So it's just, it's just sort of using them to, to help create goals, to help set a structure, to help 
get yourself to where they are because if you're not sure what direction they moved in to be able to get to where they are, well then all you're seeing is this massive jump from where you are to where they are and it's not a clear path, it's not a clear journey and you'll think it's impossible because you can't break it down. It's all about breaking it down and setting smaller goals so you feel comfortable enough to actually achieve those. Because once you achieve those, you feel accomplished. You feel like you've actually done something and then you can work towards the next one and then the next one. But if you can't see a clear path in front of you, then you're going to really struggle to get from point A to point B. Alrighty, point seven, consistently track your progress. So this just falls back to the last step at once you have your 10 your 10 mentors or the 10 people you really aspire to be and you've set those smaller goals. It's just tracking your progress to know that you're actually making a change, to know that you're getting from A to B to C to D, you know, to get from the start to the finish through all these little small steps that you've implemented throughout the way, meaning like the small steps is in like your small goals. And the last thing is like building a routine to ensure your success. Everything comes down to routine and habit. If you can't consistently do something, then you're not going to achieve anything because you're going to half-ass everything and you're going to be like, oh, fuck this, it's too hard. If I want to go out and lose 10 kilos, it's not going to happen if I go for a run this week, you know, wait three weeks, all right, I go for another run, I get too tired, a week later I go for a walk. I'm not going to achieve anything because there's no consistency. I'm not getting it done, you know, three to four days a week because that's what the minimum requirement is if that is your goal, if you're wanting to lose weight. So if I want to break that down smaller, I'll say, you know, today I'm going to go for a 100-meter jog. Tomorrow I'm going to go for a 200-meter jog. And they're small enough increments that I'm able to achieve them without feeling like I've defeated myself. If I say, you know, I want to lose weight, or right, sweet, okay, I'm going to start today, I'm going to go for a 10K jog. I'm not going to make that 10Ks, and then I'm going to feel defeated even though I've just started, I'm going to feel like shit. I'm going to be like, this is too hard. I can't do it. And you give up. And the idea is not to give up. You want to set yourself goals where you feel good about yourself. It doesn't matter if, you know, someone on the news went through and challenged himself to 10Ks per day. You know, that was his challenge. He wanted to lose weight that way. You don't have to compare yourself to that. You're on your own journey. You're on your own path. And things will happen for you you know, at completely different times compared to all these other people. And if it's going to take you a little bit more time and it's going to be a little bit more challenging for you, that's okay. As long as you feel like you can achieve those goals to reach your success and and progress from where you are now to where you want to be. If you're continually growing, like growth is the most important thing. And if you feel like if you feel like you haven't set enough goals to grow, then break down those bigger goals because, you know, every day is a new day and you want to work towards that success. You want to progress. You want to build and continually grow within yourself to look back, you know, in a week, in, in 10 weeks, in a year and be like, you know, this is where I was. This is where I am now. I feel great. I'm doing amazing. You know, congratulate yourself because you are on your own journey, but that's okay. So that's all I really have for you today, guys. I really found it an interesting article to read, so I just did want to tell you guys about it. Know that it's not the easiest thing to make your first million. And I'm not talking from experience because I'm on that journey now, but talking to you guys about it, I feel a little bit more comfortable. And I feel like if I just sit down, if I pick out a few mentors, a few people I'm aspiring to be, if I want to work towards their journey on my own path, 
then then that's what I'm going to do. And I want you guys to do the same. So, eight surprising ways to make your first million. Check out the podcast, guys. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Let me know if you want me to talk about anything anything specific within the next week or something before I chuck out a template and, and start planning out my next podcast. So, yeah. Excited to hear feedback. I love you guys. I hope you all are having an incredible weekend. Keeping warm as it is raining outside in Perth. <laughs> all right. Cheers, guys. Love you all.